Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Thanks, Morris. I am Marie, the SLP, and on this episode, I am not the only SLP in the room. I uh, would like to extend a very warm welcome and thank you for joining me on this one to my friend Jennifer, or should I call her Miss Jennifer? Um, She is, like I said, another speech-language pathologist, and I actually have the pleasure and privilege to work alongside her at the same school site. So we're going to talk a little bit about what that's like because we do work with two different um, grade levels and populations of students. Uh, but then we're also going to talk about what it's like to be a speech language pathology assistant or a SLIPA, as we say here in California, and what her journey to being an SLP looked like. So um, please enjoy and uh, stay tuned at the end for a fun message from our sponsor. Hello. Hey, Miss M. <laughs> hey, Miss Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. I was just thinking the other day. This is now I'm already going on a tangent. This is just how it's going to be. But I was like, why do I have my kids call me Miss M? Like, why not just because my last name's hard to say? But I'm like, well, why not just have them call me by my first name then? Like, like just Marie. Like you do. Like Miss Jennifer. I feel yeah. Like we all get like our own little, like whatever we feel comfortable with. Like, I, I know. Like we set our own nicknames. We do. That's just how we roll with it. Like, there are still kids that don't feel comfortable calling me Miss Jennifer and will call me Mrs. Cabrera. And Uh it sounds weird to me. And I'm like, don't don't, don't call me that. (laughs) Call me Miss Jennifer. Well, I know when I've, and I I didn't even set this whole thing up before I start like talking, (laughs) but uh, I know when I've gone to your room and been like in front of students, oh, okay, bye, Mrs. Cabrera. I'm like, oh no, she goes by Miss Jennifer. Her kids are probably like, who are you talking to some random ghost in the room? Yeah. Um, I think that's why half of my kids like don't know like who I am. If you call me one thing or the other, like who, who are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Miss Jennifer, I'm so glad to have you on my podcast. I'm so excited. I'm so, I'm, so excited. I'm excited because I know you've uh, listened to me ramble oh my gosh I already love your podcast it's funny because I'm like I started a podcast and you're like yes I can't wait and I'm like you're a poor girl you have to listen to me ramble at work and now (laughs) I can do it all day long all day every day I love it (laughs) oh you're the sweetest I love talking to you um so for those of you listening uh Jennifer and I work together so this is a super fun uh podcast to record. I mean, they're all fun. I can't, I feel bad now because I've had Mark on, I've had my other friends on. Oh, so I'm going to be your but it's, Now it's different. <laughs> I know. Well, now it's just cool because like I was trying to set it up. So I had Mark be my first guest, which he, I mean, it was fun, but it, part of it was just to test this all out and make sure I could like interview. <laughs> um, and then, and then I had my two best friends that have known me since I was like 20 on um, just to kind of give like a background of me. And so now I'm like, okay, let's bring in some speech pathologists that also know me very well because they work right alongside me. So, um, I know Allison's gonna, I'm gonna make her get on here one day. She's, she's a little bit busy and wrapped up with work because we all have a lot going on right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I appreciate you taking the time because I know it's crazy. Of course. But, yeah. uh, yeah, we're going to talk about all things from, uh, slippers to well and I was told the other day people don't know what a slippa is in other states they call them SLPAs or speech pathology assistant like 
So it doesn't exist in, in other states. Not, not everywhere. So yeah, so that was interesting because I was, I was on a Zoom call with a couple of girls, one from New Jersey, one from Texas, and one from uh, Colorado. And I was like, oh yeah, my slipper. And they were like, oh, by the way. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> we don't know that. <laughs> and they just corrected me. And I was like, oh, it's good to know. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about our assistants. And uh, Jennifer was a slipper at one point. Was so for a very long time, were. actually. Oh, for like six years. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So you, so, okay. So you went through, you had your bachelor's, right, degree. This is the question, surprisingly, I get asked so much by people, are the qualifications to, to be a SLIPA? Because so you have to have your bachelor's, right? So I know it's changed quite a bit, you know, back when, you know, mm. dinosaurs roamed, um, when I was in <laughs> Um, <laughs> I did my bachelor's and my SLIPA certification all in one okay. go. So I was actually earning my bachelor's degree in communication disorders. And it was like oh. two classes on the side that I took that gave me the ability to get my SLIPA license. Okay. That's okay. That's cool. And let's see when I was trying to get into grad school and I've talked about this now multiple times, but when I was like getting denied from everywhere, um, I was getting ready to be like, okay, I need to have a backup plan. So what am I going to do? I, I still want to go this route. I still want to try again and get into grad school later if that has to be the way it is, but I'm going to try and go for my SLIPA license. And so I was already looking into the program at PCC, but I would have already had my bachelor's because I was um, like trying to get into grad school at that point. So I guess it was different in my perspective. I don't yeah, know. So different programs do it different ways. I know because mm. originally I wanted to go through PCC as well, but mm. their program um, is not a bachelor attached. It's their oh. AA, I believe. Correct okay. Me no, like, that sounds right. Yeah. It's an AA. And then um, you take all of these classes that are, you know, related to the field. Whereas I went to Cal State LA and there they had um, a professor that was kind of fighting for, you know, if these students are already going into the field, getting their bachelor's degree, you know, really, why don't, why can't they take these two extra classes and yeah. be able to work while they're, you know, moving forward? So, yeah, that makes sense to me because I felt, you know, in my grad program, we had opportunities to be and we had to our very last semester before we got our bachelor's degree um we had to be a clinical assistant and so we kind of got that exposure now it was just a semester but we got that exposure of taking data even making up um data sheets and um there were we had to have at least two sessions where we led the session but it was kind of like this scaffolding so we would start out observing kind of just like you do in your any internship yeah. And then by the end, we were supposed to be able to write lesson plans, lead the, the session. Um, and so that's like, to me, I'm like, that sets you up and you kind of get a taste for it. And as a slip up, even when you just start out, even as an SLP, you're still learning. You're still yeah. kind of needing a little bit of guidance and support that gets weaned off. So I, I would think that's appropriate to be like, yeah, if you're getting your bachelor's, here's an opportunity to take a couple extra courses and get your slip up at, at the same time. Yeah. And I feel like we don't give our, well, not us personally, like the SLPs in the field, but like other, like maybe um, 
school personnel don't give our slippers slippers excuse me the credit <laughs> deserve you know oh like, you're so right these assistants like they are right there with us man like they are busting their butts you know they have so much knowledge like I learn I know oh. I've never had an assistant but I've had a, a slip intern yeah learning from her and like my experience like I know working under an SLP like they would ask me things and I mean vice versa you know it's like yeah no like, it's I look at my slippers as a team like they're my team member they're yeah. not under me if anything like I have uh, both my slippers that I've gotten really attached to and had long term now in the last couple years um they I'm and I'm trying to get them on a cast too because I want <laughs> I want to get their take on the whole speech world as like current slippers but also like the fact that we work in preschool together um yeah. but anyways they like had both by the time I started working with them they'd both been they they had more years than I did it within the speech world or even just the special ed world and so I was intimidated I mean, and I don't think I've ever admitted this to my slip of Celeste. <laughs> now she knows. She, because she, the thing is, like, and Vanessa too. I mean, both of them. But Vanessa, I met when she started in our district. We, we started the same year. Um, so we kind of had this, like, okay, we're new together. Like, let's, yeah. like, kind of be, you know. So we, we, I think that, like, united us a lot. And it just built a really strong bond between us as friends. Um so there wasn't as much of that intimidation factor until I found out how long she'd been at it. And then I was like, oh my gosh, have I been doing everything wrong? But then Celeste, who'd been in preschool longer, who'd been a slip away longer, like she, I mean, I'd heard about her from other SLPs in our district for like a whole year before I even knew what she looked like. Oh, and wow. I just heard how amazing she was. And then I met her at the end of last school year, finally met her and like we clicked, we're very similar personalities, I think. And so we just clicked right away. And then at the beginning of this year, I was, they were like, okay, we're going to give, uh, you know, you're going to, she's going to help you one day a week. And I was like, Oh no, <laughs> I remember the first day I did, um, we were having dual, uh, double sessions going. I was like, I hope she's not listening to me. <laughs> I was so intimidated, but I think it's good because it, it reminds you that like, you have so much to learn from a slipper just as you have from another SLP. I mean, there's really like, yeah, like you said, they're so valuable. They're oh not God. recognized enough. Yeah. And um, I feel like, you know, kind of to segue into um, being a slipper, like mm -hmm. I feel like because, you know, when you're a slipper, obviously, you don't always have the advantage to stay at one site. Yeah. You know, the whole year. Yeah. I know when I was a slippa that, you know, I was used wherever I could be used. So, you know, one week I would be here or one day I would be here and then the next day I would be at a different school and the next day I would be mm -hmm. at a different school. And for me, it kind of felt a little sad because oh, yeah. I never really got to know like the staff on campus. Like, I got to know my kids, but they only saw me once a week or yeah. I only saw them once a week, you know? So I felt like you never really, well, I never really felt like a part of a family, you yeah. know, like if you're not like stationed, you know, quote unquote at one school, like I think you just kind of 
feel like a chess piece, you know? <laughs> no. And you know, it's funny. And I don't, um, I don't think it compares at all to that kind of moving around, but my first year as a speech pathologist, you know, because I was a newbie, they split me between two school sites. That's tough. And too. It's, it was hard. And I, um, you know, I remember my supervisor went, cause that was my CF year. And when we found out I'd be split, um, originally we knew I'd be split, but we thought I was going to be at her site and then another site half the week. And we felt better about that because we knew my supervisor would be with me and, and that felt better. But then we found out I was going to be split and I was, you know, my supervisor wouldn't be on site, which typically it's not the case that a supervisor's on site anyways. And I yeah, think it's really it helps nice you to have them like right there. It is, especially your first year. But I will say it forced me to make some decisions that I, you know, on the fly that it, it kind of helped me be more independent. Um, but then again, I think, you know, a good supervisor would have forced that on me anyways. And she yeah, yeah. was that, she was that type. So, you know, kudos to her. Cause I think she was, you know, at first I remember her being like, oh my gosh, and you're still going to be split between two sites, but I won't be there. But then she's like, it's okay. You got this. Like I'm a phone call away, you know? Um, and I don't know. It was just, it was hard to go back and forth. And then especially towards the spring when there were lots more meetings and, I wasn't the case manager and things got scheduled without me saying so. Like I had to rely on the other SLPs at my sites to either fill in for me or hold groups for me, or I didn't have a slip yeah. um, at that time. So it, it was, it was challenging and I never like, I was never on any roster like to sign in, which, okay. Side note. <laughs> did you see my name yesterday at the bottom? <laughs> Hey, yesterday, Jennifer and I, our uh, principals and assistant principal put together like a little drive through lunch since we're all in quarantine right now. <laughs> and so my, I've been, we've been at our site for two years together and there's only one SLP on any of the meeting rosters and every, and all that stuff. Cause Jennifer is technically the, the school SLP. Our preschool you're, is located. Yes. Yeah. You're, you are a no, school. I am. Yes. I am, but it's different because I, but our preschool staff is always on those rosters. Like you sign in at meetings, but I'm not like the preschool SLP gets dropped. And that's okay. <laughs> like I always, it's it is hurtful. I always joke about this, but I'm like, it's one thing to be an SLP. Cause you already do get in the schools. You get pushed to the bottom of the totem pole and into the broom. Closet. And, then, and then when you're a preschool SLP, it's like, there's no totem pole. You're under it. Like you don't exist. It's, and it's just a joke. I'm, it's fine. I just, I'm not going to go to any more staff meetings, you know, but I was worried they weren't going to give me my lunch. In my book, you're, you know, <laughs> well, I'll it's always fine. have to name on any list that I have. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I'm still not on the list, but that's okay. Cause you know what? I still got my present and I still got free lunch. So, Thank you. Good for so you. whatever. <laughs> um, but anyways, I don't even know why that, <laughs> where that, oh, because I was splitting sites. And yes. it was, it was like that. So really in f almost four years or three years now of being uh, in our district, I'm <laughs> still not on the list. Still <laughs> <laughs> aren't being recognized. You know oh, what though? It's yeah. fine because my kids are learning how to communicate and make progress on their goals. That's what I tell myself. And this is so, okay. Anybody who's listening, this is absolutely what I love about Marie that she will find the good in any situation. I mean, she is just such 
a beautiful human being. Okay, that, stop. <laughs> am I going to make you cry? <laughs> like even when, I mean, granted, you know, because we work on the same school site, um, we both have those days. Like we both have those days that are just, oh my goodness, like I need to get this off of my chest. But at the end of our conversation, we're always like, but you know what? I'm going to keep on smiling. Yep. And um, and they keep on going. Mm-hmm. And we actually started this, uh, which I miss very, very much, by the way. I know. We started this tradition where we're going to hug, you know, at least once a week. At least Monday. At least Monday. And yeah. Morning hugs. And I mean, I absolutely loved it. I and know. Oh, it makes my, it makes me want to cry. Like, no, I'll be honest. Like oh. this whole seclusion and like, you know, mm-hmm. it just, it, it does. I miss, I miss your hugs and I miss I yours too. Just, just your positive, like, your positive attitude about everything. Like you are just <laughs> such a wonderful human being and I love that about you. So Aww, well, little thank you. <laughs> I just want everybody to know I didn't ask her to say that. <laughs> I'm all, I, uh, I'll take my money. Um. <laughs> oh friend. No. Right. It, just kidding. But and I've told you this before too. It's like I have a hard time sometimes at work like well, and not a hard time. I just think that I've been so blessed and I've been placed in the places where I make these like really strong connections with people I work with um, because that's what I kind of seek out in life. I seek that connection. And so it's like, I don't even question like, what if I wasn't placed at our site, you know, because I'm like, no, I was supposed to. I was supposed to be friends with Jennifer. Like Aww. we're supposed to be, yeah, because I think, you know, I look forward to, you know, well, when we were on on campus and stuff, getting to, um <laughs> when I would get frustrated, I'd be like, you know what? No, it's okay. I'm just going to go to Jennifer's room, which somehow I'm allowed to walk, just walk into, which is amazing. And, and I have candy. So I always bribe her. She always has candy. candy. Come visit me. I have candy. Yeah. No. I mean, and we got really smart this year because we ordered like tests that we both used, but we just ordered one set. So we had to uh, go to each other's rooms. <laughs> Yes. And, and see each other but no I mean it's funny because I think about like all the talks now we've had like sitting at your therapy table and then when you come to my room we're like sitting on my carpet or on my therapy tables and I have to say like so I do kinder through fifth grade and you do preschool and mm-hmm. sometimes it is like I don't know if the word is enlightening or just like yeah. uplifting. it is just so good to walk into your room and to see how you do therapy with your littles, you know? And I think I, I wanted to go back to what you were saying in the beginning, how like, you know, I feel like the intimidation isn't just for, you know, people who are on a new school site or, you know, mm-hmm. grad students or slippers. Like, I feel like the intimidation, whether SLPs want to admit it or not, <laughs> I feel like mm-hmm. there's a level of intimidation, you know, for everyone. And it's because like our field is so wide and right. You can get like good on, you know, oh my gosh, like I'm so good on, you know, the kids with ours and, you know, I got it down and I I really think, and you'll get this one kiddo that will come in months later that's doing something so weird in in their Mm -hmm. mouth. And you're like, what is happening? Like, I don't know what Mm -hmm. this kid is doing. Like I need help. And it puts us in that vulnerable stage again of like having to ask for help. 
Yeah. And I love that about our field, you know, like, it's funny that you say that because, and I'm, I'm actually working on another episode. Um, I was asked a couple, like last week when I first released the podcast, you know, somebody reached out to me and said, Hey, like I just got into a grad program. Would you be willing to do an episode on the challenges and things you learned in grad school? So I sent out basically a message to any SLP that wanted to respond and was just like, anybody want to help me answer this? Cause I'm, I have one perspective. Yeah. But I want to hear more. And then one person came to me and reminded me, and I'm glad I did this because I wouldn't have remembered this, but she said, don't be afraid to ask questions. And so as I was recording the episode, I was talking about how like my first, uh, my first year, but really just my first semester of grad school, I was so intimidated. I was so afraid to ask questions. I didn't want my cohort to think I was dumb, you know, and all these things. And like, um, and it's interesting because it was like a phase of life I'm not that proud of that I was going through too. So it's, there's this weird like parallel in what I was going through in life. I was really just insecure, just overall. And then my second, very second semester, I was starting to kind of like evolve emotionally, evolve spiritually and just like mentally and um, also just really starting to focus on grad school. And that's when I learned to ask questions. I stopped caring and that's when I really like flourished and um, figured out like, you know, the population I love to work with because I was asking questions and I wasn't afraid to be wrong and make mistakes. And I think that, you know, well, maybe in my CF year, I was all over intimidated again, like with certain things. Um, I think it's something that I was like, I had a good foundation of. Yeah. Because when I started working in preschool, man, that's all I did was ask questions. And I think it's so brave of you too, because I mean, you went into preschool not really like having that full years of experience, right? No, (laughs) I had one year. Oh my gosh, that that's so like that's so honorable of you because you jumped into something that I mean, preschool intimidates me. Like it scares the crap out of me. Yeah, Um, it's a lot. It's a lot, and it definitely takes you know, a really special person to do that. And yeah. for you to be like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm ready. Like throw me in. Like that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I mean, but the thing is too, it's like, then I walk into your room and I see you with your fifth graders and you know, they'll be sassy with you. And I'm like, I, I would, how, how dare they talk to you? And you're just like, <laughs> so like, okay, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I, I so it's like, it goes both ways. Cause I'm like, I like, I can talk to a four-year-old because a four-year-old, yeah, they might talk back, but it's not the same as like this fifth grader who's yeah. taller than me. Cause all the fifth graders are taller than us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm in the water guys. <laughs> I'm like walking down, you know, with my little preschoolers holding my hand and this tall girl walks by me and I'm like, is she a teacher or yeah. a student? <laughs> Oh my goodness. But, but no, like, so it's totally, it's both ways. And it's interesting because I've, you know, I interned in middle school and then worked in elementary and, but I only gave elementary one year. I mean, really. And so it's interesting because I, I talk to other SLPs sometimes that are like, yeah, I do preschool through eighth grade. And I'm like, how do you do that? How do you do from, I, I couldn't handle TK transitional kinder through fifth grade. Like it was, for me, it was a lot. I think I need more of that, like, this is my age range. These are, I kind of go from, but I mean, I have to give, like, our preschool, there's, like, there's really mild 
yeah. speech and language to very severe, almost profound. Like I, I do a full scope. So I love that. I love the variation in the therapy that I provide, but it's not going from a kindergarten session where we're on the floor singing songs to fifth graders that are in their chair that don't want to work. Why do I want, why do I have to be here? (laughs) mm -hmm. So I give you just the same amount of credit for, for doing what you do because you do a great job of it and you really make those connections with those kids and get them wanting to go to speech. And I feel like in the conversations that we've had, and especially this school year, I know you've had some interesting situations with students, even as far as just mental counts, like mental health counseling and stuff. And you do a good job of kind of getting their buy-in and making them feel like they have a safe space and they can come to your speech room and be there and you accept them and just make them feel like they could, they could be able to really tell you anything and be safe you know, when they can't go to their teacher and do the same or the principal or anybody, you know, not, it's just, I think that you have that, that great skill because your kids like fifth graders, they're at that cognitive level or developmental level where they're going through all these emotions and they don't understand. And that's for an adult, it's tough. Like, cause we understand all those emotions, but it's hard to help another human access like the right strategies to to figure it out so without without going over boundaries because they're all yeah. kids too. <laughs> and, then, and there you go and that's why I'm like I'm staying in preschool <laughs> still I mean I could hug them still we could joke around <laughs> they don't get my jokes so it's not a problem <laughs> it's a very fine line it's a very it, fine it line. is and I do I do love it I do love you know, that banter with fifth graders and I love going back and forth and I love that mm-hmm. they have that sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, because I've never really done junior high, I couldn't imagine, you know, seeing <laughs> them the next year, you know, um, yeah. and that's what I love about our field is who knows, you know, yeah. we don't really have the luxury to be like, you know, you know what, I'm going to stay here. Like if we get moved, we get moved. And yeah part of, you know, the struggle, I think, of being an SLP is being so flexible, like mm-hmm. the whole COVID thing, you know, like, oh my God, yeah. Who knew, like, teletherapy, you know, like, this is, this is crazy. And it's, yep. and it's something that we've had to learn, you know, I know we've talked about it before, but something that we've had to learn, you know, at the drop of a hat. And it's like, oh, yeah okay, I'm, you know, peachy speechy has a, a good, uh, I think it's a shirt, right? Every, every, yeah, I guess every I'm a teletherapist. 2020, I guess I'm a teletherapist. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like, we just have to roll with the punches and you have to be super, super flexible. You, no, you do. And you know, I remember being in grad school and that was one of the things that like, I'm pretty sure every professor in every class made sure they tried to nail into our brains, like flexibility. And when I left grad school, like, you know, cause I only learned about 50% about the field, <laughs> what I actually am learning now, but, um, nothing against my grad program. It's just the way it works. No. Yeah. Side note, <laughs> sorry. I'm going to interrupt you for just, no, a that's fine. It's so true. Like grad school. Yes. Like you, it is, you're drilled into your head, like A's, 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 like, um, 4.0, 4.0, like mm-hmm. it's, it's insane, but I really do feel like the second you get into the field, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, uh, like 
what did I even learn in grad school? Because all of this is so different, you know, like yep. being on the job is completely different from learning it from a book. Yeah. So, I mean, I, just again, rolling with the punches. Rolling with the punches. And yeah, and they teach you. And so I feel like in my grad program, my very uh, tunnel visioned perspective led me to believe that flexibility kind of meant only in like treatment sessions. I'm the most, well, not the most, but I pride myself when in therapy, being very patient and very flexible. I pride myself on it. The problem is in life, I am like neither of those things. <laughs> and being that in therapy, like in the last couple of years, I've realized like, oh my God, I need to start taking that out of therapy and applying it to my real life. Like I need to learn. It's interesting. I'm learning from myself as a therapist. Like I'm two different people almost. So sometimes like, you know, if I'm with my family or just it was situations around the house, if I get frustrated by something that changed that I didn't prepare for, um, I have to remember like, well, what if the student just did that? Like I'd be fine. <laughs> so um, I think that that flexibility, especially with this whole COVID thing, you know, for me that doesn't adapt well to change, I knew like my students needed me no matter what. So I was going to do anything that I was told to do to make sure that they had access to their like to be able to make some sort of progress. And I think we all kind of felt that way. Like regardless of this whole thing, I watched like pretty much all of the SLPs in our district that came together that were like, I just want to be able to serve my kids. Yeah. Like whatever that looks like. And as frustrating as it can get, because we're worried about compliance and we're worried about our license we at least, I think all were like, but what about our students? Yeah. Like, how are they doing? How are the families that we work with doing? Um, because yeah, we had to flip it overnight and, you know. And that's what I love about this job is that like, you cannot come into this field without having a big heart, you know, yeah. like you have to have that caring mentality, you know, because I mean, you get attached to these yeah. kids, like you get attached to these families. And, you know, if you're lucky enough to stay in one place, you get to see them grow. Like from preschool, you know, you hand them over to me to kindergarten. And then as they're growing, you know, first, yeah. second, third, fourth grade, like, you know, when they're going off to junior high, you're kind of sad. Like they become your kids. Oh, so yeah. To, you know, sit here and think, wow, like not only are they not going to school, but they're stuck at home, you know, they're not seeing their teachers, they're not seeing their friends. Like I think all we wanted to do was just tell me that I can connect with my kids. Like yes. just let me connect mm -hmm. with my kids. You know, like yes, I want to be, you know, um compliant and yes, I want to, you know, preserve the confidentiality, but right. at the heart of it all, like I just miss my kids. <laughs> like, let me just FaceTime all my families, please. Yeah. <laughs> let me just say hi. Just for a second. Call them. Well, yeah. No, it's funny because, you know, I had to get all the contact information from like um my our admin and stuff. And I remember like they were like, okay, this is confidential, but like we needed it, you know? Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, but, but like I could call them right now. <laughs> Send them a text like, hi, how are it's, you? It's just like, cause I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. It's, but I, you know, I, I spent, I, I cried a couple times, like not going to lie more than a couple times over it. Just, just the fact that I miss my kids. And I was grieving that, 
difference in the changes and all this stuff. And then I think about, and you probably too, with your fifth graders, like the kids that now I don't get to send off to kinder. Yeah. Like I just spent their whole preschool career. Cause I started in preschool two years ago now. So those kids, cause our preschoolers typically, yeah, they only last two years. I mean, they're there for when they're like three, four, and then as they're five, they go off to the next level. And, um, some of my, you know, I've grown the most attached to those kids I've had for two full years now from the time they were first evaluated and were refusing to come to my speech room and throwing themselves on the floor and then begging me to, I mean, I had a little guy who, beginning of his, his speech career, he just wanted me to hold him. And like, we're not allowed to do that. So I would be like on the ground, like he would be koala, like a koala bear on me. Cause like, he just wanted to be held. Yeah. That's all he wanted. And he, he wouldn't work on anything. So we would just sing the ABCs for 20 minutes. And now like, you know, I'm like, he was sitting, I, um, I was able to like one of the very last sessions I got to see him, I was like able to take in a moment where he was working with my slipper and I was writing a report, but I, you know, kind of just was like, I should look and check in on him. And I look and he's sitting like, like a little teenager at a desk <laughs> and he's swinging his little legs back and forth like because he can't reach the floor yeah but I was just like I remember when he was like, wouldn't work <laughs> like yeah. didn't want to sit didn't want to sit in a chair didn't want to do any of that you know and I've watched him grow and it feels like it's been five years with him like just in all the development he's made and I you know now they're just going to be gone when I yeah. get back so grieving that is is it's like a loss, but it, I understand like the kids are okay. You know, we're able to check in virtually, which it's what it is the way it is. And it's making us better speech therapists for it. I feel like. Yes. I definitely feel like I'm learning so much, not like you were saying before, like not just about, you know, me and my personal life, but you know, as a speech therapist, like I feel like it kind of interchanges, you know, you apply the ability to, okay, like I have, you know, this beautiful, um, color printed therapy material that's cut out and laminated and, you know, I'm ready to go. And, you know, they come in and they're like, we don't want to do that. (laughs) Like you have to completely change your plan in the last second, you know? So it's kind of like, I've had to learn to do that in therapy and I, have had to yeah. do that in real life too. So, I mean, yeah. it's lessons all around, you know, you just, it's, it's definitely a learning, a learning curve, but yeah, let's do it. I like it. I love it. I love my job. I do too. And that's why I'm like, that's why we're here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, talk to me in 10 years. I may not love it as much, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny because some people ask me all the time, like, so do you love preschool? And I'm like, I do, you know, and um, they're like, is that like, do you ever see yourself leaving preschool? And I'm like, you know, I mean, obviously not right now. I love, I love being, well, and be, just being an SLP because, you know, some people like to change, they change careers and people are like, do you think you'll stay in SLP or whatever? And I'm like, well, I don't know, but like, I don't know if I'll leave preschool in the next few years. I'd like to stay there for a while because it's where I'm really happy and it's where I feel challenged. I think the minute I'm like kind of feeling like a lull, I'll probably be ready to try something out. Like that's kind of how I operate. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to, to challenge myself a little more, whether that means like preschool with a more severe population or 
you know, who knows, but. And I think that's one of the like best characteristics of a great SLP is like being able to say like, okay, like I need to learn more. Like, I feel like the second yeah. you stop asking questions or the second you stop wanting to learn more is when you kind of become stagnant and it's like, like really, yeah. like, how are you, how are you helping if you're not learning more, you know? Right. I mean, I think that's just, and that's life. It's like, if we're not willing to kind of grow and push ourselves yes. um, to be the best that we can be, I mean, I'm like, then, then you just kind of are going to be sitting around on a couch all day. Yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> what I know. I don't like, know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> there's always things to learn. There's always new things to, you know, enjoy. I mean, that's what makes life exciting, in my opinion. So, you know, as challenging like this whole thing, as challenging as it's been, it's like I found ways to kind of make it exciting for myself. And I know, like, with you, I mean, because you're doing, how many sessions are you doing right now a week? So I see my kids individually because I don't like to you know, cross the lines of confidentiality yet. Oh, I, yeah. Um, and I have 16 kids that have okay. up for virtual sessions. Okay. Um, and I try to do like 10 to 15 minutes. Like it's just a check-in. It's not an actual speech okay. session. Right. Good. So, um, but it works out. I mean, when you see, cause normally we don't see kids, a whole lot of kids anyway, individually. No. Mm-mm. So, you know, me having the flexibility to see these kids individually, like, especially my little ones, you know, the kindergarten, yeah. they can really hold on for not more than five, 10 minutes. It's like, I know, gone, you know, I know. And then same thing with the older ones, you know, they're more focused because it's just them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we get a lot done. So it's right That's now. good. Yeah. Right now it's, it's, it's good. It's okay. I think if I had to see my whole caseload like this, I'd be way be overwhelmed. <laughs> and I think that would be where we would like be like, okay, send in, you know, our slippers, like yeah. more slippers. Because you you have somebody assigned to help you. I do. Yeah. Okay. I haven't, I haven't had to, um, you know, use her too much. Yeah. Um, but she is That's there good. for support and you know, although they can't, I don't know what the rule is about them doing actual teletherapy. I I know it's kind of blurred. She's, uh, she's there, you know, to, to gather any kind of materials that I need or that's awesome. Printouts. Like she is on board, you know, she's, she's a good, uh, slipper too. No, I, and it's funny because back to circling, (laughs) circling back to the slippers and, and how awesome they are when this all happened. I mean, both of the slippers that I worked with were like, what do you need from me? Like right away, like that first Monday, like, let us know, what do you need? And I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, we don't know. We'll, we'll keep you posted, you know? And I felt really bad because we were kind of in the dark and kept the slippers in the dark. Nobody was communicating with them. But then I was like, well, I'll, you know, of course let you know as soon as we do. And they took the teletherapy courses that we took, like the teleconferences. Cause I know like most of our district just took conferences in case we needed to do full on teletherapy. The slip, like the slip as I, we, we just told them, if you guys want to do it, do it. You don't have to, they did it. Like we have, we're so blessed. I mean, I, I know that I've worked in other districts with slippers and, you know, like I said, I've been a slipper myself and 
I feel like they're so dedicated and they're just as invested Mm -hmm. as we are and passionate about our kids. And I feel like they're even more like, okay, like we get like, you guys are stressed out. Like they know we have the paperwork side. They know we have, you know, all these other things to do. Like they want to help us. Like they want to help us so bad. And we're so like lucky to just have these, these people to just be like, okay, we know the field. We know how to do therapy. We know, you know, what do you need and be there, you know, they're so awesome. No, they're, they're amazing. And they're just sometimes if not more, I feel like they, they, because sometimes they're the ones like, especially in the spring for me, my slippers are the ones that are doing therapy. Like, and I'm doing a lot of meetings in the springtime. I mean, I'm doing therapy and we're co-treating some of the kids, but they get invested just like we do um, in these kids, even though they may not only, they may be with us once or twice a week. Yeah. They're still asking about like right now, you know, well, how so-and-so like have, you oh. know, is he using his strategies and and I'm just like, I love it. I love feeling that, um, that collegiate support from my slippers and just that like, you know, they see the progress, the little baby, they celebrate those little milestones with us that sometimes the teachers, I'm like, <laughs> in January, I walked into one of the classrooms after a session with a kid, I was, I was sending him back to class. And I was like, he imitated my p- sound. And they were like, <laughs> they were like, great. And I said, no, you got it. You got to show him again. Like you tell him to look at you and he'll do it. And da, da, da. And they're like, okay, well, then Celeste got there the next day and was like, guess what, guess what, so-and-so imitated my sound. And she was like, no way, oh, my God. (laughs) I'm like, so I was like, oh, like someone who understands. You that excitement with them because they know they've been right there with you. Exactly, exactly. I know I didn't even. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you could go and then I'll ask my question. Um, I think one of the things that you were going to ask me about is like what I see the difference of being. Yeah. Versus that. That's what you're going to ask. That's me. what I was. I was like, I forgot. I want to ask we're you here. that. We're here. I know. Um, yeah. The, so the difference for me, you know, being a slipper for six years. Um, so just short story about how I got into the field. Mm-hmm. Um, Go for it. My mom was an RSP teacher. Okay. And she worked in the RSP classroom. So, I mean, growing up, I was always around special ed, like special needs kids. Mm -hmm. And so like I would help her in the summer, you know, and help her do all the things that, you know, she would do with her kids. And I think as I grew older, I knew I wanted to do something in the school. It's like, okay, like what can I do in the school? And fun fact, originally I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. And I, when I uh, finally got a job at a school, at an elementary school, um, as a one-on-one aide, I did kindergarten and oh my gosh, Marie, I lasted maybe like a couple of weeks, half day, <laughs> half day. Okay. So like I was only there in kindergarten for three hours and I was white. I was completely wiped. Like I had to go home. So, oh my goodness, shout out to the kindergarten teachers out there because it is hard, man. It is really hard. I know. I, I believe it. I mean, Mark's mom's a kindergarten <laughs> teacher and I praise her. I'm like, tell her that, you know, she's, <laughs> um, I bow down to her. But so after, you know, doing the one-on-one thing for a while, um, I had a kiddo that would, you know, consistently go to speech. Mm. And one day I was like, you know, he goes at this time and they would always tell me like, Oh, go ahead and take your break. You know, like you don't mm. need to be with him. Like he's fine alone. 
So one day I was like, you know, I want to know what this whole speech room thing is about. Uh Like, what do they do in there? And um, it was so funny because when I went into that room and it was a slipper that was doing therapy with my student, with with the kid I was one-on-one with. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, and I told her this years later, because we ended up going to um, undergrad together. Oh, cool. Yeah, she went to um, get her bachelor's degree. She was already a slipper, so she went to get her bachelor's degree. And uh, I told her, like, you inspired me to, you know, want to do what you do. Like, you're so awesome. And, like, what other job can you say? Like, I just hang out with kids all day, and they talk to me, and we play games. Like, does that not sound like the best job in the world? Like, I'm biased, I know, but... Well, and it's funny because you know that's what people always say. They're like, oh, you're the, you're the person that plays Candyland and teaches a kid. Yeah. <laughs> or like, and fixes a lisp at the same time. I'm like... Okay, okay. that's not all I do, no. but... <laughs> and, and like, for me, like, I haven't worked on lists and R's in two years now. Yeah. Um, I also haven't played Candyland in two years. <laughs> So I got that going. I think that, the, the, yeah, that yes, that is the misconception. <laughs> it's, we have to be able to connect with these kids so yep. they want to talk to us. And that's exactly it. It's we just, have to get enjoyment yes, and engagement. Get buy-in. And half the time, you know, kids are the most comfortable. You know, even adults, I feel like, like they need to be in their element. They need to feel like, you know, they're having fun. and. Yeah. That I'm there, you know, I'm not there to judge them. I'm not there to, you know, pick apart every little thing they're doing wrong. I'm there to right. help them, you know, like, I'm right. to, like, I want you to be able to communicate not only with me, but with anyone you come across yep. and, you know, and going back to what you say, like, I definitely feel like I, I love making my kids feel like my room is a safe space. No, you do such a, I mean, it's a safe space for me. I want it to be a safe space. And, you know, I've had kids tell me, you know, maybe things or even say things during a session that would probably get them in trouble, you know, yeah. saying mean things or saying, you know, like um, teasing another student. But instead of like saying, go to the principal's office, you know, that's it. Like I turn it into a learning lesson. Right. Like how can we do it differently? Yeah. Like I don't treat you like that. Like I don't think you should treat, you know, other kids like that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like be nice to each other. Like Mm -hmm. kindness. Like it's just an overall, like I want it to be a safe space for everyone. So. No, it's so good. Sorry. Little tangent. No, you're good. So after I, you know, I, I decided, you know, Hey, like this seems like a really cool field. Like I went on to, um, get my bachelor's degree and I got it from, um, Cal State LA. Mm -hmm. And as I was going to school, you know, obviously, like I was saying before, like they drill into you, like, if you don't get a 4.0, like you're not going to get into grad school. And if you don't, you know, it's very competitive. Right you know, you have to have this and this on your resume and this and this and that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very intimidating. And I'm the kind of person that tries, I mean, I do stress out, but I try not to let things stress me out because 
I am very sensitive to all of that. Like my mm-hmm. anxiety levels shoot through the roof if I get too stressed out about something. Um, so I just kind of, you know, I definitely was not at a 4.0. I mean, I did have some B's in, in um, undergrad. Yeah. Well, it's funny because in high school, you like strive for this 4.0 to get into college and then you get to college and everybody's like, C's get degrees. And so you stop <laughs> worrying about it. And then you don't realize you're going to get into a field where you're like, wait, I want to go to grad school. Ah. <laughs> I'm back. Well, yeah. And so I think at that point where like, I, I felt so discouraged and you know, no, no shade to Cal State LA, but I feel like there was definitely, um, uh, what's the word? A feeling of like, don't even try. Like they didn't let me in. Don't even try. Like, (laughs) don't even think about it. Like just, you know, give up. And so that was the kind of like the mentality that was placed into me. And so I told myself, you know what? Like, that's fine. Like, Oh, Mm -hmm. what if, you know, I become an assistant and I was okay with that. And so as soon as I, you know, got my bachelor's degree and I did the program and got my assistant's degree, um, grad school was just completely out of my mind. Like I was like, you know what, like I could do this. And it wasn't until, um, I started feeling like I was telling you a little isolated, you know, I wanted, Oh yeah. I wanted a, a solid place to go to. I wanted one site. I wanted to see these kids grow, you know, from year to year. Like I wanted to be able to, I think one of the big things is like write their goals. Like when, when you're working with these kids and you see like, wow, like this is what we're working on. But you know, in my mind, like, I think we should step back and maybe work on this. Like that's so interesting. Yeah. As a slipper, like you don't, you don't, you can't really say that because you're not no. in the goals. And I did have one, um, awesome SLP that would always ask me like, Hey, like you work with this kid, like I'm his IEP's coming up. Like, what do you think he should be working on next? And we would kind of brainstorm together. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what my flip is. And I do. Cause I'm like, I blink. I writing goals is definitely one of my harder points because there, for one, I'm like, there's, there's so many like black and white things we have to do about with when it comes to goal writing, you know, with the date and with all the, like the, the support levels. Yeah. So I've always like been like, okay, Slippa, you work with this student once a week. I work with them once a week. What do you think about this goal? Do you think that's appropriate? Like, and I love that relationship because like, I really felt like it wasn't, as a slipper anyway, like that SLP, like I didn't feel like I was stepping on her toes. I rather felt like we were brainstorming together because we both knew the kid in different ways. Yeah. And well, we, sorry, I just, it's just, I want to point out just how interesting it is because I didn't know, I didn't think, even think that that's something that for my slippers or for any slippers, that's something that maybe they would want to take part in, you know? And I can't say that I've done it for every student where I've asked my slipper, you know, what do you think about this goal? So it's kind of a good thing for me to keep in mind now going into another school year, hopefully. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> I throw that in there that we're in the unknown right now. But, um, you know, just to keep in mind, like, they should be a part of that. Know that their name isn't going to be attached to the goal, but it doesn't matter because they're taking data. Yeah. And you got, like, they, they know the kid. I mean, they sometimes, like, 
my slipper will have seen the kid because he's absent every day. I'm supposed to work with him. And then he comes when she's working with him. So she's actually been working with him for three weeks longer than me. And she's like, Marie, no, you know, I will say, um, one of our slippers are, you know, the one that Celeste, I'm just going to say her <laughs> name. She's going to be on here. She will tell me like this goal, really? <laughs> But I think it's just, again, we just clicked and she kind of is like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to tell you what I think because I work with the kid. Like, um, I love that. And I love that. I absolutely love it. And as, as, you know, with Slippa, I remember thinking like, man, like, you know, they're like seeing the dates and knowing what an IEP is and knowing that new goals were coming. And, you know, I did have this one SLP that would ask me for my input, but, you know, I worked with five other SLPs that didn't really care, you know? And so I think it was at that point that I was kind of like, wow, like I want to be, I want these kids to be my kids, you know, like I want awesome. to, you know, see them grow and to set this goal here and then, you know, build upon it so that they can do X, Y, and Z, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and it was really kind of weird because again, I was still discouraged by the whole grad school thing. And sure. I had, uh, I had a, a friend of mine that I went to undergrad with. I ran into her like at a slip of conference. It was like a conference. It was so awesome. I don't even know if they do it anymore, but, um, it was a conference specifically for slippers. Like you had different stations and every station was like a different learning thing, you know? And, um, it was, one was about therapy and one was about, you know, different strategies for this and how to do books. And it was so awesome. But I ran into her there. And we got to chatting and she's like, Hey, she's like, I'm going to apply for grad school. And I was so excited for her. And I was like, that's so awesome. You know, like, congratulations, you know, like, you know, good luck. Like, I'm so proud of you for going for it. And she kind of looked at me and she's like, well, why don't you apply? And, and I looked at her and I was like, well, all right, like, why not? Yeah. You know, like she, all it took was that little bit of like, that's awesome. do it. You know? Yeah, that's sometimes all you need. <laughs> sometimes that is all you need. You know, like just what's the worst that could happen? You know, so you yeah. don't get in. Okay. Yeah. So then you don't get in, you know, like it's not exactly. the end of the world. And so I applied and you know, a couple of weeks later I had an, a phone interview. It and I did a cohort program that was half online, half face to face. Okay. Um, through Florida, uh, Nova Southeastern actually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a couple weeks after the, the phone interview, I got a call and said, they said, you know, Hey, like, we want you to be a part of our cohort and you know, you're, you're accepted. And that was the only grad school I applied to. I mean, that's not to say that I was great or I was any kind of different of anything. I think in that time in my life, I honestly believe that it was just time and things kind of fell into place like they should have, right. you know? And yeah. I wouldn't take it back for anything. And I, and I love it. I love, I mean, obviously there are a lot of different things than being a slipper, you know, <laughs> I feel yeah. like paperwork is one of the things that everyone kind of uh-huh. throws out there, but honestly I don't. And, and this is coming from, I have a very low number, you know, so <laughs> I don't yeah. want to offend anybody out there, but I, the paperwork for me, it's overwhelming, but it's doable. Yeah. You know, and I try to put, um, 
equal effort into every kid that I possibly can, writing their goals and going to their IEPs. And yes, it does become overwhelming at times. And yes, there are times where I have to bring work home. I try not to, yeah. but, um, you know, I wouldn't take it back for anything. I, I love my job and I, I am yeah. so glad that I went from having that experience as an assistant, being able to see how the process worked, feeling confident in that, and then going on to grad school, learning so much more, and sure. then actually going to be an SLP. Like, it's just, um, it's amazing. It's amazing. I yeah. feel more blessed, so. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. And I love that you were able to, like, it's so cool to me to think of you taking that, um, the expertise you already had as a slipper into grad school. Like, to think about how beneficial that must have been for you. And, and just, like, I think about how the confidence level of like going into an internship. I mean, I think it's, I think it's good to feel like you, you have stuff to learn. Like, I I don't think you should walk into an internship being like, I know this. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to rock this. But I think that it's, it must be cool to, like, I think about when I went into my internship in middle school and I remember just being like, what, what is going to happen here? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's seen, world. it really is yeah and um you know having if I'd been a slipper I would have known like typically how groups are run how they're grouped you know that's a big deal and like how they're scheduled and stuff whereas like I was in, not only learning how to do school-based therapy but then I was learning how to run IEPs and yeah. write reports and all that stuff so it was it was a lot but at the same time like you know, I don't know. It's, it you get fun. it. It comes. You get it. Yeah. 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 It all comes. And, yeah. you know, everybody's journey is different. And I think it definitely did help me in some ways. But, um, you know, being a slipper, being an SLP, it definitely, there's a lot of bigger components that are really different. Um, yeah. You know, and it's, I mean, they both have their pluses and they both have their negatives. And, sure. Um, yeah, they're both, it's just a great field overall. It, you know? it is a great field. And I feel like when, like we talked about earlier, when you can really just take into, like when you do have, cause I know like pretty much you either, I don't know how to put this. Cause I know like in some States, slippers aren't a thing. Like, yeah, you, you know, know, like I recently found that out. Like I did too. I didn't realize like, yeah. And so we're already very blessed. Yes. And then to have the slippers that we've had that we've worked with that have taught us so much and just bring so much support. Like, I mean, I joke about it with her, but Vanessa, my, my friend Vanessa, like is telling me, like she would tell me, okay, you need to chill. Like sometimes that's what I needed. I needed somebody to tell me, I think you're overworking yourself. I think yeah. you need to chill. like, and she was very like by the end of the year working together, she was very comfortable with just telling me Marie chill. (laughs) And we were just, and I like, like I said, I just think it's so important. And for any SLPs out there that do have slippers or that are getting slippers, like it's so important to make that a team. Like that is your room together. That is your, even if your slip is only there one day a week, I had one slipper on, what day was it? I had one slipper on Wednesdays and I had a different slipper on Fridays this year. But when my Wednesday slipper was there, she and I ran that room. And when my Friday slipper was there, it was her room, like to help me run, you know? And and she had her space and she had her favorite materials that she liked. And, you know, we, I, I try, I, sometimes I get it wrong. I do, but I try to give them we like, do. we all do, yeah. <laughs> but I really try to give them the kids that like, like with 
the goals that they like to work with or that they want, you know, um, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes I'm like, sorry, you got to get a challenging one. Or sometimes I see them work really well with a kid one time and I'm like, Hey, next week too, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and, but that's part of it is communicating. I, I have to give a lot of credit to last year, um, at the end of the year, not the end of the year, about probably in like February or March, I was having a rough, it was my first year of preschool. I didn't understand how crazy the spring gets because that's when our transition meetings happen where kids are going to kindergarten. So they have to have this meeting and this full evaluation. And, blah, blah, blah. and I did like eight evaluations within three months. And my slipper was running my speech room and she's only there twice a week. Like we made it work. We did a lot of makeup sessions. And, but around February or March, it might've been March, she was like, can we, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah, did I do something wrong? <laughs> you know? And she was just like, I just, I'm feeling really overwhelmed with this schedule, like in the morning and, you know, I'm not having a lot of time to get my lunch break in because I'm doing my data collection at the end. Cause there's like three back-to-back -back groups of three and whatever it was. And it was totally my bad. I didn't, I should have sat with her when I rearranged the schedule and been like, do you feel comfortable with this or do you not? You know? Um, but I just come, yeah, I commend her for just yeah. putting me down and just being like, Marie, I can't handle this. Because again, we're a team. I am not her boss. I don't sign her paycheck. Um, and and I, don't, I don't want her to feel like in any way I'm her boss. Yes, I sign her supervision. Yeah. But that's because the state makes me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in my eyes, it's not, it's not this supervisor-supervisee relationship. It's this yeah. co-clinician relationship. And... Um, you know, for her to feel comfortable enough to sit down and say, Hey, I can't do this. We need to rearrange. Cause it's, it's not, I, I'm stressed out. I just, if you're a slipper and that's the case, make sure you assert yourself like that. Because sometimes we don't, we just we're like, Oops, yeah. yeah. you know, we're busy. We, it's an oversight. It's totally not okay. Like I, I feel so bad to this day. <laughs> and she would tell me, calm down. Don't feel bad. But um, yeah, it's just, it's important for slippers to feel that they can be assertive. And if they're not feeling supported by their SLP, yeah, get in there and say something to someone who can make, make a difference. Uh, definitely. And that actually brings up a, um, a memory that I'm having flashback as a slipper, um, you know, and, and I do know that like, it's, it's kind of crazy to think about like the different size. Now that I am an SLP, I can understand where that SLP was coming from as yeah. a SLPA, if that makes sense. Um, but I remember being, you know, a SLPA and yeah, having back to back to back to back to back to back sessions and it being so overwhelming that I didn't even have, you know, five minutes in between groups to just switch the activity or to, you know, have yeah. enough time to like really like want to write down whatever I wanted to write down in the yeah. data collection, you know, and it's, it get, it does get overwhelming. And I know that some of those SLPs only had me, you know, as a slipper once a week. And so they had to take advantage of every minute that they possibly had with me being on campus with them. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it would have been helpful. I think also to feel like I could have said, you know, I think that's important too. Like, I, I definitely feel like you're the kind of person where like, you're like, tell me, you know, like, tell mm -hmm. me, you need to tell me versus yeah. like, you know, 
as a slipper back then, I really didn't feel like I had that relationship with my SLP. And you might not. I don't, I mean, and I will be honest, I've had slippers where I don't have that relationship with my slipper. Yeah. To feel even comfortable to say, tell me if you're feeling okay. Like I try, you know, I can try and check in and say, how you doing? Like, how are things going? But sometimes, sometimes that rapport doesn't really get built. And sometimes that connection just doesn't happen because we are, we're all unique. We're all different people. We all have Different you know, personalities. Different, different personalities. <laughs> <A-B>. <laughs> yeah, CD. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, you know, and and it, and that's okay. It's, yeah. There's always something to learn in those situations. Yes. But regardless, if you aren't feeling, you know, like you have that relationship with your SLP, it, it's a good time to reflect and figure out how you can make, mm-hmm. like you, and you kind of did it. You kind of were like, well, you know what, if I can't, if I can't get those relationships here and I can't do, do the service to, for my students that I want to be able to do, I'm, I'm going to go one step higher and just become one of you. Like if you can't yeah. beat them, join them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't beat them, join them. <laughs> I like that. <them. laughs> but uh, yeah, because I mean, why, why not just be like, you know what, then I'm going to create an environment where that would be possible. Yeah. Um, I can so. control things and I think yeah that was part of you know me feeling like wow like I don't feel as I mean and and everyone's different like you were saying but I don't feel like as a as a human like just as me personally like my energy like my personality seeing those kids back to back wasn't allowing me to give as much as I knew I could give to you know the first group or the very last but at the end of the day, you know, they got the best of me. Whereas like everyone, you know, in the middle that was kind of smushed together because I didn't have right. like a little in between kind of got the overwhelmed me and like the frantic me and sure, you know, they kind of missed out. And that's how I felt like, I felt like I was doing them a disservice by almost, you know, not being 100% who I knew I could be as a, as a SLPA, you know? So yeah, it was tough. It was tough. No. But that's awesome that your your slipper feels comfortable enough to reach out to you. That's very important. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and like she was my slipper last year. This year it was I had different. I mean, it just didn't work out that I got her two years in a row. Um, so the SLP that has her got very lucky. But I had a great couple slippers this year. So yeah. I, I've been so, I think, yeah, I just, I can't say it enough how fortunate I am. I mean, I was on the, the phone with my slipper today. When she was asking me if I needed anything, just to check in. She yeah. called me. I should be calling her, <laughs> you know, and like, and it kind of, I told her, I was like, I'm sorry, I should be calling you. But we're, I mean, I think right now too, preschool SLPs, just as a side note, we're all a little bit bogged down with paperwork. Oh, um, yeah, transitions are intense. Well, and it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like all of a sudden, like for the like two weeks, we were told, okay, get all your paperwork stuff done that we were like, Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, my sweet slipper today was like, do you need anything? <laughs> I was like, uh, Margarita. <laughs> <laughs> Can you drop it off at my door? She, it, it was funny because this is so, I'm like, this is going on so long, but I don't care. Um, hopefully people like listening to stuff, as well. <laughs> but they could end it if they want and do a part two. Um, but she was like, I had, I spent the whole morning doing paperwork. This is my paperwork like a week. Usually I'll take a paperwork day. This yeah. is a week. So 
So I spent like the whole morning. I was, I was getting stuff done. I needed to take a break. I walked outside. I got a phone call from another teacher I work with about some, something that was going on. So I didn't really get to take my break. And then um, right after I got off the phone with her, my slipper called me just, do you need anything? And I was like, <laughs> you called it the perfect time. <laughs> so I need a break. But Tell no. me a joke. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. No. So it was good. Cause then I was like, Oh, I could just chat with you for a minute. Not talk about too much work stuff, but yeah, that's awesome. I know I've been rambling so much. I love talking. No! I know. Well, do you have any I, other questions for me? I mean, I feel like what I don't, you know what, here's what we'll do. I did this to my best friends too. We'll, uh, we'll do one more question, a fun one. And then we'll be done and we'll say goodbye, but we could stay on. So I'll just stop the recording. <laughs> and everyone else doesn't get to hear what we do. They won't get to hear the rest. But I know for you guys don't understand. Um, Jennifer and I have like our uh, talks, long talks every couple weeks. I feel like we get in like when we're actually on site together, I should say. So one of us ends up in the other's classroom and oh, yeah. we just have catch, catch up sessions uh, with each other. <laughs> So it's, we've missed that. We haven't had a chance to do that. So this is kind of what that is. Um, okay. So we have to talk about gratitude, you know, cause that's my thing. Um, so I thought I was like, well, we could talk about, you know, one thing we're grateful for, or we could make it a little bit more, uh, fun. And I'm still kind of improvising. If you can't tell, that's what I do best. Um, but I was kind of thinking as like, as we were talking here, I was like, okay, should I have you like name like the first five foods that you're grateful for. Ooh, Does that okay. sound like a fun one? I was like, <laughs> a fun one. it's kind of speechy because then it's like a category. Yeah. I, I wrote like, a category goal today. Okay. <laughs> so. I love it. I love it. I'm ready. I'm like sitting up straight in my seat. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. And I'll do it too. And I haven't even okay. thought, I haven't thought of my foods. I just thought of the questions. So don't worry. I'm not ahead of you. Okay. So are you ready? So five foods that you're super grateful for. Okay, five foods that I'm super grateful for. Okay, does does candy count as a food? Because sure. Yeah. Chocolate. Okay, I chocolate. Yeah, that counts as a food. Um, number two, this whole COVID thing. I. Side note, uh, I don't like to cook, so <laughs> cereal, cereal oh. is my go-to. Okay, I mean. You know what? Awesome. I've been craving cereal, and I don't eat cereal. I have like t 10 boxes of cereal right now. Oh. Okay, so number two, definitely cereal. I yes. mean, and not like the good cereal. It's like Apple Jacks. No, and that like is the good cereal. <laughs> I was going to say Kix or um, Captain Crunch. Oh, peanut butter Captain Crunch. Okay. Peanut butter Ooh. is my jam. Um, so anything sugar in a bowl. Yeah. yeah. So candy, cereal, uh, pizza. Mm. I am a pizza lover. Me too. Um, whoever out there does not like pepperoni pineapple, you're insane, and I don't want to be friends with you. Um, pineapple on pizza. <laughs> pineapple on pizza is the best. Um, oh man, now I'm running out. Okay, number four. Um, oh geez, think quick. After pizza, what would you have if you couldn't have pizza? Okay, a cheeseburger. And these are all really bad things. <laughs> it's it's not, not about, it's not healthy. I wasn't going to tell you my green smoothie is one of the first foods I'm grateful for. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, definitely put me to shame with all of your healthy teas and okay. your smoothies. Um, and then last one, I would have to say, oh, 
chicken nuggets. I'm I I could live if I only had one food like for the rest of my life, chicken nuggets. Really? I, I do think they're good, but I I don't think I could live off of them for my whole life, but they're good. What about like the dino chicken nuggets from Costco? And those are the ones that I'm talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> gone to target or your local supermarket to get the dino nuggets they the have dinos. To eat the dinos because they taste so different and i just had a conversation actually um with someone about this the other day i did too the dino nuggets are just different mark and i were talking about them the other day we uh like two days ago we they're were talking about the dino they're fabulous they have to they are nuggets. they're worth a conversation so those are my five very unhealthy that's um, fine <laughs> favorite foods <laughs> mine aren't healthy all right I want to hear yours um, all right well my first one's mac and cheese oh. I don't so I can't like I can eat dairy but I can't like I'm, in, I'm one of those weird people that's like I can have it in like very minimal amounts ever so often okay um or else like my stomach hates me so mac and cheese but this quarantine thing I haven't had boxed mac and cheese in like years and I've definitely, uh, I've already consumed in the last couple of weeks, two boxes of the Annie's mac, mac and cheese. Cause I'm like, okay, well, if it's Annie's, it's good. I was going to say, at least it's Annie's. Like Annie's is the little healthier version of mac and, and then cheese. I put butter in it and I put milk. <laughs> anyway, so mac and cheese is my first. That's the food I could eat forever. Um, I love that. Okay. And then my second one, now this is a fun fact. I don't know if you, Jennifer, saw my stories yesterday on Instagram. But tacos, I'm a huge Taco Tuesday fan. How did your homemade tortilla? So, yes, yesterday. Okay, well, here's the thing. So, like, I think I've told you before, Mark, my boyfriend, is super, like, doesn't, well, he works in a restaurant, first of all. So, he doesn't like to go out to eat um, because he works in a restaurant. And I get it because I worked in that same restaurant years ago, and I didn't want to ever go out to eat at the time. But then I left there, and I'm like, yeah, let's go to dinner. Um so, like, any time we're, like, thinking of, like, okay, well, let's go get dinner or let's get takeout or whatever, he's always, like, well, or we could just make this or we could just look up the recipe. Um, there was a time, like, a year ago when we – he had gone out to eat with his family and they got, like, Mediterranean food, and he loved it, and it was so good. And so then he was telling me about it. So one night I was, like, well, why don't we go get Mediterranean food for dinner? He was, like, or, look, I looked up a recipe. We could make it. It only takes three hours. Oh and, like, <laughs> Not really, but it takes a long time. Mark, I love you already. Oh, <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah, so we learned how to make chicken shawarma, which I'm an excellent cook when it comes to that. Let me just tell you. I'm not, like, a great cook, but I could cook, like, now because because dating Mark has forced me into this learning how to cook because we don't want to go out routine. Awesome. Anyways, so last night, long story short, last night for Cinco de Mayo, it was, okay, Cinco de Mayo – Landed on Taco Tuesday. I am one half Mexican. It was a holiday. <laughs> like, and it's funny because Mark's family, like, they joke about how I'm like the most like diverse like person that comes into the household because I am. I'm half Mexican. <laughs> like, no one would ever know by looking at me. Um, but my dad's like full on like Spanish speaking, you know. And so, um, yeah, we were kind of excited yesterday to get to celebrate Cinco de Mayo on Taco Tuesday. So we were going to get takeout, like uh, uh, tacos and stuff. And then Mark, of course, last night was like, or, you know, let's, we can, we could home make tortillas. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, no, let's just get food. 
And so he's like, just look up a recipe. I guarantee it's easy. I was like, that sounds like a pain in the butt. So we look up a recipe. It like looks fairly easy and not too time consuming and fun. Like I will admit, like I was down to have a good time. So we freaking made these tortillas that were so delicious. They looked delicious. Dude. They came out really good looking. So oh. I wanted I'm to like through the screen. I was like. Oh, <laughs> I'll have to make them for you one day. They like, we'll have like a taco night or something. I'll make homemade, homemade tortillas because I can do it now. And we made like, we made 25 tortillas last night. Oh my gosh. And are they gone? Are they all gone? Oh yeah, they're gone. Oh my god. I ate like six of them. Did you? Oh, so yeah. So tacos, like I don't know if tortillas can count, like in one of the (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they were so freaking good. So I can now add tortillas to my recipe list. And it was so easy. I still haven't recipe memorized. It was so easy. Oh, that's awesome. It only had like four ingredients. Um okay, and then my next one would be pizza. Pizza which I don't really eat that often, but pizza. And like, okay, I tried to get on the cauliflower pizza train. Not for I've me. Had it. I'll eat it. I yeah. will eat it. It's not bad. But if I'm it's like, if I'm gonna have, yeah, if I'm <laughs> going to have pizza, like if there's already going to be cheese on it, I'm just going for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well go, go big or go home. <laughs> yeah. Pizza. Okay. Now I'm starting. Now I don't know. Two more. <sighs> Two more. I said mac and cheese. <laughs> oh no. Um, pasta salad. <laughs> pasta salad. Pasta salad. Since I was a little girl. Oh yeah. Yeah. Super. My roommate makes delicious pasta salad. Oh, and Olive Garden breadsticks. Super grateful for those. Ooh, I like that. I haven't had so an there. Olive breadstick in years. No, yeah, sad day. So remember how we were supposed to have like a luncheon at work the yeah. day the week we got shut down. It was supposed to be Olive Garden with salad, breadsticks, and soup. I do feel remember. sad about that. Okay, I lie. I did have because they did that last year too, and I had <laughs> breadsticks last year. So, but those are the only times I get to have Olive Garden breads. I love breadsticks in general. I do too. Like the Little Caesars one, they're just as good. Oh yeah. So. I love that. That was fun. I love that. That was fun. Okay, cool. I'll keep that one in my little bag of tricks. Like, I like that better than, I mean, it's good to think of everything you're grateful for, but it's also kind of fun to change it up every once in a while. So yeah, a little surprise at the end. I like mm-hmm. that. Get you keep you on your toes. Exactly. Well. Well, thanks for having me. I'd love thanks. to I know. We'll have you on again. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It was fun. You did a good job. <laughs> you're good. You're good at uh, answering all my crazy questions. I'm like two hours in. But I just talk. I a know. Lot what I do. <laughs> no, you're good. It's fine. You know what? They could, like I said, people could uh, stop listening if this was too long. But we will say thank you and good night. And Jennifer, if you don't want to hang up, I'll just stop recording. <laughs> all right. You. All right. Thanks okay. everyone for listening. 
All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in and listening and having some fun with us. Um, as always, you can find me over at thanksmorris.com where you can contact me and leave me some requests or recommendations for what you'd like to hear on the podcast next. You can also find me at thanksmorris on the old Instagram. Uh, and now one quick word from our sponsor. Hey, everyone. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. We're a solid minute and 16 seconds in. Uh, but this is Mark. Just wanted to let you all know that I helped with this part. Hope you're doing great. Bye.